my eco-friendly air freshener. When I blow one, I yeah. <laughs> open a door and turn on the fan. Eddie, no one wants to hear this. It's TMI, baby. TMI. Hi, I'm Ed Begley Jr. I'm willing to do anything to help the planet. I'll use sunlight to cook my own food. I want to be composted in my own backyard. And I love my wife. And I'm Rochelle Carson Begley. I'll use sunlight to get my vitamin D, which doesn't take all day like his solar oven. If composting a human body was legal, I'm sure our dog would enjoy digging something up. And I love Ed. We don't have all the answers, but we do want to make a difference. Hopefully you can learn a little from us, and more importantly, we hope to learn from you, because collectively, you know way more than we ever could. So we invite you along on the journey we call Begley-esque, a podcast to help you live a sensible and sustainable life, protect the environment for the future, save money, and survive the craziness of living with an environmentalist. On this week's episode of Begley S, we talk about how you can improve air quality and whether or not you should use an air filter. We also answer some questions from you guys. Hey everybody, welcome back to Begley Ask. This week, you'll be breathing in some information on air and air quality. Before we get started, we wanted to thank you guys so much for tuning in every week. We've had some really nice reviews on iTunes. Here's one. Alexa W. says, I love the banner between Ed and Rochelle. (laughs) I've laughed a lot as I've learned. See, Ed, that can happen. People can learn and laugh, (laughs) which is rare for green-themed content. Well, I have to say, Alexi, if I didn't laugh and learn, Ed and I would not still be together. Right, Eddie? Anyway, relaxed, hopeful, and practical advice here. Nice to have fun and feel like I'm a part of the community that cares about the planet. Highly recommend this one. Thanks, Alexi. We love that you're also sharing your own ways of going green. Glenn on Facebook said, Retired and my wife and I are simplifying life. Moving to Mountain Lot in New Mexico, so I'm researching and planning solar, composting, gardening, a simple, eco-friendly lifestyle. That is great, Glenn. They're right up your alley, aren't they, Ed? Those are, that's Ed's kind of uh, critique. That's fantastic. Then on Twitter, Stanton Green at NotNats49 wrote, We just bought a plug-in electric hybrid. Ford C-Max gets 120 miles per gallon. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, we also want to highlight what other cities have been doing to create a greener space. Rochelle, did you know that South Pasadena became the first city in the nation certified as a green zone after converting outdoor maintenance of parks, medians, and other city-owned properties from gas and diesel power to emissions-free equipment? Really? I am impressed. And Pasadena is not necessarily known as the liberal hub of the, you know, of Los Angeles or But anything. they care about air quality because for years they had horrible choking smog there. It was often worse than the San Fernando Valley, worse than downtown. It just, it all you know, got pushed that direction from the prevailing wind that comes from the ocean 361 days a year, goes in one direction, and it pushes it there to San Bernardino at the far end and Pasadena at the near end of the San Gabriel Valley, and it was a mess. So they care about air quality. I happen to know that uh, for a fact, and that's a wonderful thing they did because a lot of that lawn equipment, you know, is very dirty stuff. In the old days, it was what they call a two-stroke engine that powered it. You know, those dirty ying, 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 ying. Well, don't they still? Isn't it still No, they have... uh, They've changed over a lot of green equipment. There's ordinances about it, what you can burn, and some of those things run on methanol, and they run on other fuels. No, I, there's I a lot see of electrics. a lot of those people still around here in Los Angeles, but obviously they've been able to, to do that. We used to have, our gardener only did electric. That's right. You know, we, I met him at the hardware store, and he said, I do all electric, no you know, gas-powered leaf blowers. And mm-hmm. It was all electric and a rake and what have you. I went, you're hired. Right. We need another one. 
Chris Houghton. <laughs> he did it for years. I know. Very nice guy. I think he stopped doing it. So I we need so. to find someone else to do it. Because I don't want to do it, that's for sure. But nonetheless, that's amazing. And you're saying that all they were able to South Pasadena, did, the visionaries. That's what they mainly did is is just gardening? Is there, Did they do any other? It's all the outdoor equipment. You have to wow. maintain those parks and what have you. There's a lot they of work involved. They have beautiful parks. South Pasadena is one of the most beautiful places in the country, I think. I agree. It's very nice. Yeah, so I, and they're hooked up to that wonderful gold line. That rail line goes right into South Pass and through Pasadena, right down the spine there of the 210. So it's a very friendly city for transportation as well, South Pass is. When I moved from Georgia, instead of moving to New York, all my transcripts were for the American Academy of Dramatic Art. But at that time... It was, all your transcripts? You mean the index card that was your up. transcripts? The ha, ha, fortune very cookie. Very funny. I graduated wow. from high school. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Your transcripts. I, had, I want to see I'm those. trying to tell a little story here about me, Ed, for okay. once, okay? And I had everything sent to Pasadena because at the time, the American Academy was in Pasadena. But at the 11th hour, I thought, mm, New York, I don't know. I should go to New York. And I didn't go to Pasadena. My life could have been different had I done that, but I didn't. Nonetheless, and... Uh, well, the rest is history. We would have never met, honey. Yeah, so to say? Probably not. <laughs> it all worked out for the well, best, right? We did. Uh, see, here you are. Well, hang on to that story about uh, your transcripts and toting them around. I'm sure the sheer weight of them alone was <laughs> difficult for you, even with your Pilates exercise body, to carry around those transcripts. Oh, very funny, very funny. Awful, the reams awful. of paper involved. Whatever. If you've come across a community or an individual that's really putting in this effort to help the planet, please share it with us. And tell us, what did you think this week that just helped make your life a little bit better? Help you become happier? Help you save money? Help the environment? We would love to know. Because God knows we need all the help we can get. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at BegleyEsk or email us at BegleyEsk at gmail.com. Also, remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and share with all of your friends, please. Maybe challenge them to do something a little greener. Anyways, what kind of green things have we been doing lately? Um, well, we had Francis Fisher over, and Bill Nye came by as well. I know. I know. That was that great. Was, he just came good. by for a visit, and we, was. Uh, was we roped timing. him right in. That's true, and Francis was impressed with Bill. That's good. So uh, we love Bill, and he's always good for a good laugh and certainly informative. He's and very on, well informed. He certainly is. Yeah, and Definitely. And oh, we also went to the Global Green uh, pre-Oscar gala where you gave an award. That's right. Ed O'Neill and Kathy had us at their table, and that was very, very nice. I gave an award to Earth Day Texas. They have the biggest Earth Day event in the country. Isn't it's that ironic? 140,000 people, 160,000. I, mean, I can't remember. A lot of people. And I went there. It is huge. I know. And if Texas can do it. Exactly. I mean, come on. You know, oil country. They have more wind than we do in California. They have the only presidential library that has that is lead platinum. They, really? Yeah. Who? What? Which presidential library? Oh. George W. Bush. Oh. He lived in he lived in a lead uh, home, I believe. He li he certainly lived in an energy efficient home, highly on a energy. Farm in Crawford. In Crawford, Texas. Yes. It's, wow. Well, listen. If he can do it, jeez. Hell yes. Come on. Well, normally we get to go to the Oscars, but this year Ed was working, which is great. We need, you know, I mean, that's what keeps us afloat here and doing this podcast. Work is very important. He's doing a new movie. So instead of doing the Oscars, we didn't get to go, but got to watch him on TV like everybody else in the country. Very exciting. I just love watching movies and I'm honored to be in the Motion Picture Academy. I was a governor for 
a decade and a half for 15 years, yeah. I was a governor. And so we got serving. to go to a lot of Oscars. Yep. And I still get to go even as an ex-governor. They allow ex-governors uh, like me to continue to go. So I'm, I'm very blessed to go to that wonderful awards ceremony. It's very I, exciting. It's, I always it, love it. Yeah. I mean, people say, Isn't, does it get a little boring? Because you have to sit there in between uh, commercial breaks and all of that. And the bottom line is it is never boring. Never. The music is great. Uh, Your feet hurt. Are I have to say, women's feet hurt and it gets cold for us. But other My feet than never that, hurt. Because you don't wear the high heels, I but one day I'm going to make you. Why don't you just wear some comfortable shoes? Because Forget fashion. Get one, comfortable, for God's sake. I try, but I just, I, I, I can't let anyone upstage me there. But nonetheless. And ride with me on a bike next year. Let's take a tandem <laughs> bike to the Oscars. It does take, he has been doing this for several years now, and it's, you know, much to my dismay. He's been riding his bike to the Oscars. And she won't ride in the handlebars. She says, oh, my dress is going to get all wrinkled. You're going to be sweating all over me. Well, one Where's year, the pioneer spirit? Listen, I ask you that. One year, you remember when you went and it started raining? So he gets to the Oscars. Like I meet him dog. there. And he is soaked through and through. And he sits for four hours during the Oscars. Eventually, he did eventually dry out. But it was, I hope it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I think I learned a valuable lesson. I had a jacket, but I had on like this windbreaker. And there was too much tuxedo exposed peeking through the windbreaker. You so it just cool. sopped it up like a sponge. Like, I can't got you soaked. be like everybody else? I mean, I know we don't take a limo. We could take the, you know, our Well, you, you rode, you carpooled with somebody in a Tesla, so I there was no know. extra fuel. It was wasn't bad. just saving it for the bike. It was saving it with your trip, too. You went with zero carbon footprint by carpooling in a Tesla. Remember the year we went with uh, Inconvenient Truth? That was fabulous. They uh, had a green carpet. It was a great time. I thought really that, that the tide was changing and that we were going to have more of this. And we sort of regressed a little after that, don't you think? Well, we're going to do good things, and uh, Begley-esque is a place to come and visit and hear about some positive changes, things you can do to help the environment and, of course, save money. Yep, that's us. So I guess it's up to us. So anyway, I want a big shout out to all those winners and, you know, big congratulations. And all the nominees. Everybody yep, everyone is, a, is winner. a winner. For sure. And what else did we do? The weather. It's been crazy weather. It certainly is uh, unusual, all this wet weather. We're getting a lot of rain, but, I know. you know. I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, unfortunately, when we get a del deluge, is that the word? Ed? Deluge is a word. Deluge of rain. Things. What tend else to would break you get down. a deluge of? I don't Sand? know. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't use those big words. You a know deluge me. of champagne. What do you yeah. have in mind? Well, anyway, there's been a lot of rain, and that rain is great. But it, I don't know that it's actually percolating. Is that right? Percolating. Percolating. See, I'm, see, it's you you're know, doing very well. Eliza Doolittle here with. The rain in Spain. A lot of it is going down. Uh, what isn't trapped by the hardscape and goes out to the ocean is wasted. There's a good many people now that have permeable surfaces as we do on this property. Yes, we do. And that stuff goes right down where it belongs in the groundwater. And what it is not going down through the permeable surfaces, the groundwater we capture with the hardscape of the roof and other hardscape patio areas. And that, of course, right. goes in the rain tank. Yes, my point is, is all this rain going to make a big difference in our drought. It's just one year, but yes, it's going to make a difference. It made a difference in Northern California. The reservoirs are very high to the point where the Oroville Dam is, you know, I know, but didn't they say it was really the snowpack that makes the big difference? That makes the big difference. You want as much in the form of snow because that's a time release situation. It just doesn't all come at once. Right. Bottom line is we've had a lot of rain. Here we go again with another round of Cash in the Green, our chance to give you the best money-saving tips. This week is all about that thing we breathe in that keeps us alive, the air. So there's lots of things we can do 
that will help clean up the air and save us money. And this is how I started. I got to tell you, Rochelle, it was dirty air that got me involved in 1970. I'd lived two decades. That's 20 years in smoggy LA. So I, I did everything I could. And there's stuff that you can do today, the same kind of things I did starting in 1970. Some things really don't change. Riding your bike, it's good for your health. And you get out there, and that's going to cut down on traffic and air pollution. That's a very good thing. And keep in mind, there's so few smog days in L.A. Not anymore. right now. We're experiencing well, a we lot of smog. Well, we have some fires. When there's wildfires, then maybe you yeah. shouldn't do it. If you're in the path of that, that plume of smoke, of course you shouldn't. But otherwise, get on that bike, get some exercise, and you're going to be cutting down on pollution and traffic and all kinds of other problems. So that's a good thing to do. Another good thing is public transportation. I public know you keep saying this thing, this weird word. Public or two transportation. What's wrong with public. saying? I know it's, you, no, it's good. It's important. I know we all need it. It's public. It's, just, it's for everybody. It's not I one know. person in one car. I That's know. private transportation. That's single occupancy I vehicle, know. which is the problem we've become accustomed to. We feel we have a right to one person, one car, one person, little. Metal I know. Cocoon. You know, in other cities that I've lived in, like London or or New York or Toronto, had fantastic public transportation systems. We're just well, a little behind the. We're not so far behind anymore because we we have a, a unique situation here. We have a large large geographic area. You know, the area of Manhattan is basically, you know, like one half of the San Fernando Valley or less. It's a small area they're taking right. people around. But we're taking people all the way up to Santa Clarita. We're taking people out to Pomona. We're taking people all the way down to Long Beach. We're taking people all the way out to Malibu or actually beyond that to, um, you know, Trancas. You know that I heard that the new public transportation that we do have that goes out to Santa Monica from, I think, from downtown. The exposition line. It is always packed. It is. That's they a sign need more, of success. They need more They cars. need more trains. And yeah. they had a problem ordering them. They wanted to order more, and the company couldn't deliver. The Italian company, now they got a Japanese company. They're going to do it. They're going to get, they're scrambling now to get more cars because they're a victim of their own success. It's happened every time. It happened with a red line. Many more boardings than they thought right away, than what they predicted, way off the charts more. The blue line was first, really, then the red line, and then the, the goal line, and now there's well, expo it's line. like perfect for people like you who do the crossword for several hours a day. They, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be in, on a train doing it's it. It's true. I can learn my lines on the way to work. I can right. do the crossword. I can do the jumble. It's a wonderful way to get around. That's a good way to you know, help air quality. Sorry, you know how that is. That's Harry Dean, I can bet. Oh, you just please. said crossword and you conjured up God, Harry Dean. Wow. You, you conjured him that's up. so weird. You yeah. know that's him. Yeah, adding his crossword. Anyway, so uh, we digress. So where were we? Air quality. Air quality. What are you doing this week to help air quality? Um, I'm going to get on growing things in my yard. So good, you know. Putting out more oxygen. Yeah. There I'm going to get uh, on our landscaper to actually do some landscaping. God willing. Well, they were good enough to put some walkways so we're not walking in mud anymore. That right. part they've started. They got the vegetable garden, those raised beds going, and look what I did out there. Look at that. Look at those crops, would you? Who did that? How do you think that happened? Maybe. Were you out there tilling the no. North 40? No. That's all you That's did. actually the South 40 now, they think. Whatever. About. It looks good. It's green and healthy, and it's exciting. We got and beans. We got carrots. This yeah. is good for air quality. You have more plant life. self-sustainable. Pulling in CO2, yeah. putting out oxygen. And when the food wars come, we'll be set. People will be coming to our house because well, we know that Armageddon We'll all be quite thin because <laughs> that's barely enough food to feed one person, but, let alone the three of us, let alone large groups of people. But, you know, we'll get by. We'll... 
will take acorns from the tree and like the oh. chumash will grind them up and take out the tannin this from is, it. You, don't, you could, should see his face. He's in heaven talking about this. Well, this is kind of his fantasy. This How is not my f- fantasy. Bora Bora fantasy. This is, but I'm happy. There's food up in the hills. Do you know how to identify food California? Food in them hills, huh? There's food up in the hills there. There's California buckwheat. I'm sure there are, I'm very, I'm very glad you know. We could cook them in the solar oven, the toyon berries. We could eat them. They're like grape nuts. They're very tasty and a lot of nutrition. We could live. We could live. Because of the see, skills that we've accumulated over the years. Thank God. You see? Yeah. You'll never go hungry. I'll never go hungry. Say it. You're from, you're from I'll never go Tara. hungry. I'll never go hungry again. I don't, is that what she said? I think that's what I she know, said. No, as God is my witness, I will never go hungry. Yeah. I said, as God is my witness, I will never waitress again. Okay. It's sort of similar. And as God is my waitress, I say, thank you so much. <laughs> There's a lot of health risks for air pollution. You know, it's not just... A feel-good thing, you know, trying Oh, to no. You know, when the fires the were trees. terrible, I felt like I had a flu every single day. And I remember when I first got here, you know, however mil- millions of years ago that was, in the Pleistocene age, as you like to say, the 80s, but the air wasn't so great, and I remember feeling exactly the same way, and I thought I had the flu every day, but I didn't have the flu. I mean, I literally had to go to bed in the afternoon because I felt so sick. But I, as it turns out, it was the air pollution. It's true, and it's been that way for decades and why I got involved many years ago because it's not just, you know, feeling poorly as you did. It's asthma, persistent chronic asthma, emphysema. Where is your your immune system down? Lung cancer. Absolutely. It hurts us in many ways, and Mm -hmm. so you get a taste of the old days when we have these fires, but it's much cleaner because of all the stuff we did that worked. You know, power plants are cleaner, cars are cleaner, buses are cleaner, trucks are cleaner. And we're bit by bit making it cleaner still with the ports of L.A. and Long Beach. We're doing lots of stuff to clean that up. We are definitely doing our part. We are doing our part. But you can well, have okay. a filter you system. You are definitely doing our part. Thank you, Ed. Well, we're in it together, honey. And that air conditioning system we put in, we put in that wonderful Daikin uh, super efficient air conditioning system in here. And that has these incredible HEPA filters. So we're filtering the air. This house is sealed up anyway. So we're keeping what little smog is out there at bay with the well-sealed house. But within the house, you can have indoor air pollution from toxics. We don't mm-hmm. use them. Well, we yeah, because we don't have those. We don't have anything any off-gassing. Off-gassing from carpet or wood products. We have no formaldehyde products in the house or anything like that. Dangerous chemical cleaners. And as far as dust and what dust and you know, dog hair or what have you gets mm-hmm. churned up, we have wonderful HEPA air filters within the system. Really? That we, yeah, we change regularly. I know how to change them and will. Good. So when they're due for a change, I'll change them out, and you'll, your air will be filtered. There are many kinds of air filtration systems you can use for home, and we're going to look into them in greater detail over the episodes of this podcast, but it's a good way to clean up the air within your home are filter systems. They work very, very well. And, you know, we touched on using products for cleaning, you know, like the toxic products. We have a line of products called Begley's Earth Responsible Products, and they're very good for cleaning up. You're not using ammonia. You're not using some of those toxic chemicals, those petrochemicals and what have you. That's much better. We use no insecticides around the house, no fertilizers. The hair products you use, I'm going to assume, are very good. Yeah, you know, that. well, they are good. The only thing is I would like to get a, this is an area that needs improving, but I just can't change yet, is the uh, hairspray. I don't know what it's going to take because you just need an aerosol hairspray. It's, well, does it have to be an aerosol? Why can't it be a pump? Because it doesn't work. They don't work? No. Why don't they work? They don't. They don't work as well. They don't work as well. There you go. You want convenience. No, I want, convenience I want it so you to don't work just properly. Just magically push a button and down and, and go 
constantly or just do a little bit of work. And oh your my finger God. does the work. Okay, let's then, let's get off this subject. Like I was saying, so well, one if you're thing willing that to make a change, we could maybe clean this problem up. Mm. I don't really use any aerosols. I don't have any aerosols in my life. I mix up my own shaving cream with That's a brush true. and a cup. He does. I'm not using any aerosols. No, nope, you don't. So I get my aerosol because you don't. No, that's that's terrible logic, isn't it? Well, it's just we balance each other out. But you know, one thing we don't have is a fireplace. You never would let me have a fireplace in the old house when we had a wood burning fireplace. But now we don't have a wood. They're burning illegal. Fireplace. You can't have. Oh, okay. Them. Then that's a good reason, good reason not to. <laughs> you can have this. We have a decorative fireplace that puts out a little bit of heat through a sealed glass area. You know, right. there's no way to open it up and stoke any things or even kind of pretend you're doing it with a gas, you know, thing. But it'll give a little bit of heat from the glass itself. But it's very efficient that way because there's no way for air to go up and out of the house through cracks and fissures and doors that open and close. You know, another thing that always amazed me living in Southern California is people who smoke. What is with this? Don't, I mean, how do they breathe? Or the people, I, you know, or in China where people are smoking, or it's when we went to Southeast Asia recently, everyone smoked. Everyone smoked, and the air quality is already to- horrible. What is their life expectancy? It's got to uh, be I low. imagine it's as good as what we enjoy here. But, I mean, you know, we're... I mean, you it's know just- it's a problem when insurance questionnaires always, are you a smoker? How many packs a day? How long have you been smoking? You know, we talk a lot about the pollution in L.A. There are other cities around the country that should be concerned, too. The American Lung Association had a ranking of the most polluted cities. Can I give you a few I would you love to know, yeah. Okay, number one, we talk about year-round particulate. That's at what's called PM 2.5. Don't tell me. Can I guess? Who? Los Angeles. No. Where? We're down number four, <gasps> baby. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Don't get, don't, don't. Go don't. ahead. Particulate matter. Yeah. Okay, maybe Houston. No. No. Houston's okay, can I get three, three, three guesses? You've had plenty of New guesses. York City. The first one is Bakersfield. Bakersfield? Vi- Visalia, Portersville, Porterville, Hanford, California, Fresno, Madeira, number three. We're number four. Well, is Center. this just California? Is this st- No, but we are tops in year-round particulate, honey. If you go up to, believe why, it or why not. Why Bakersfield? Bakersfield has a lot of pollution because of the, the topography. There's a lot of oil drilling oh, and refining drilling, there, I believe. Okay. It's a big oil town. Right. So I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, all the buses and trucks and what have you. It all adds up. And then it's like, is it a valley or something? It's a valley. Sure, it's in the Central Valley. All right. And so Houston used to be uh, number... Let's look where Houston is. Houston is number 15th. 15th? Boy, what did they do right? That's ozone. Let's look where they are in... Houston is number 16th for short-term particulate... Wow, I'm impressed. They've done something right. I guess that Earth Day Texas is helping them clean up their air. I don't know. That uh, They used to be number one, I thought. We were in a three-way race for years with uh, Bakersfield and Houston. Really? Or who had the dirtiest air. Luckily, They've it's... taken the title. We're down the list a little bit. But Houston did better, too. Yeah, and That's okay. all because of the rules that we have, the Clean Air Act and what have you, the EPA. That all happened because of that, so... All cities have gotten cleaner, and some are worse than others. Well, of I think we should actually have a segment on the, our show about the cities doing things. What you know, which city is doing what and creating greener space and clean, cleaning up their air? Because I mean, obviously, we want to encourage people, and you know, I always just assume it's a Los Angeles where the you know the cesspool of the country, and when it comes to air, but you know, uh, 
We've no, done a lot of this, good things. We've done a lot. We changed yeah. all our power plants out to cleaner power sources. We uh, have the largest clean fuel fleet of buses in the country, I think perhaps natural even in gas, the world. Natural gas, you mean? Yeah, they're natural gas. Uh-huh. We have a lot of electric rail, subway, and light rail. We definitely have our, a lot of cars, though. We have a lot of clean cars, though. Well, a that's lot of true. people buy here cleaner cars, plug-in hybrids, that's hybrids. That's true. We do have you know. a lot of Priuses. At one point in Studio City, there were more Priuses on the road than any other car I could name. It was amazing. It was Is great. Is that true? Is that a scientific study you just did there? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a Rochelle study. I think that's your back so of the you, envelope <laughs> calculation. I'm not sure like, that. Well, let me just say I'm this. I'm sure you saw a lot of them, but Every I don't know. time I would go into a parking lot to get into a Prius uh, that was a gray color, it was inevitably not mine. But so. you drive a Prius, honey, so you're going to, it's like a person when you get a, a VW Rabbit, you're going to see a lot of VW really? Rabbits. Really? I don't know about that. I never but seen But there are anything. a lot of, I'll, I'll give you this, there are a hell of a lot of Priuses here yeah. in LA, in the LA area. That's but, for certain. Well, anyway, it's it's helping the, I think it inevitably is All of that stuff planet. that we did to clean up the air, they used to have spray paint operations where the, those fumes called VOCs, volatile mm-hmm. organic compounds, just went up into the air shed and made the air dirty, made a lot of smog. Uh, you people know, burned their trash. People, we had incinerators Which in our backyards. Crazy. We had one they, in our yard. They do do Oz. that over in Asia still. They do it a lot of places. Um, yeah, they don't know what of... to do with their trash, so they just burn it. I know. And that's not a good idea because no, there's a lot of dioxins and furans and bad stuff that comes and, out of that. You know, I guess it's an equal opportunity problem. And you could live in none of the cities we just mentioned or any big city. You can be out in a rural atmosphere, a suburban atmosphere. You go, wow, in the middle of the country you know, and there's no smog. There can be horrible smog near you because there's like a a shipping facility nearby, you know, like a big place that does, you know, uh, shipping operations. Paper mills. That used to be a big one in the South. I don't know. I guess that still exists. There's different operations out there, industries and what have you that make a lot of pollution. So nobody's exempt from it. You can be you can be in the middle of Wyoming, beautiful Montana, Wyoming, and they got copper to, mines and they got Right, but I mean, that's just more reason for the individual to take responsibility and sure. mitigate their pollution. So, I mean, we have to have industry, right? And until, We'd but that's why things. we... Yeah, we need, somebody needed to make this microphone and this cable yeah. and all the stuff we're using right now and make all the products in our home. We understand we need manufacturing. You just want to do it in the cleanest way possible. Right, and they're making strides, but I mean, yeah. they, you know, I hope it's enough for for our lifetime. Insulating the house is another good way for the air conditioning and the heating to really make sure that your heat and air doesn't work so much because heat and air makes pollution. When you burn natural gas for your heat, when you use electricity for your air conditioning, you know, you're making pollution somewhere. It may not even be in California, maybe out of state from Utah or Nevada where you're buying your power, your coal power from mm-hmm. them. And we do that still a bit. But it is um, pretty, it's pretty amazing how many people don't do that or don't even think about um, insulating to, you know, to save money. It's one of the biggest things you can do. The, you know, the most important things you can do to save money is to well insulate your house. Yeah. Another thing people don't think of as air pollution, but it is, it can be water pollution to a large extent and it can be air pollution, all the e-waste. A lot of people just throw that stuff, all the electronic stuff they put in the trash and that's not good. It makes water pollution and air pollution. So you want to recycle that. You just look up e-waste, you know, San Fernando Valley where I live, e-waste, Pittsburgh, e-waste, you know, Duluth, wherever you are, you look up, you know, electronic waste, electronics recycling you know, is another way to do it. You know, what's also for women is um, I have a, a big box of old fingernail polish. Now, I would in the past just throw it in the garbage, but that's toxic. 
So it really does need to go to, you need to collect it and give it to a place where you take toxic stuff. Yeah, it's a, toxic, a hazardous waste pickup. Yeah, hazardous, hazardous waste, waste pickup. I never would think about same this. Same thing, like e-waste. It's usually the same place. You just look up hazardous waste pickup or hazardous waste drop-off. I wish they made it eyes. more convenient. Well, they make it. They've made it pretty convenient. There's a thing called Google, or whatever search yeah, engine. Yeah, but no you one use. knows about it. They really. Well, we're I telling mean, them right I, now. Okay. That's why we want them to but listen to the, the podcast. But that's the thing. There are things that you know that I just was not even aware of until recently. Believe yep. it or not. Using the fireplace, you mentioned that. That's another way that you can make a lot of pollution if you want, or you can cut down on pollution by, you know, if you really want a fireplace and you wanted one, they can be the sealed kind that they make today. You know that burns only natural gas, so right. that is something. Well, you know, that, I mean, we can do all we can do our part, but also these big industries and companies have to do their part. You know, like with this Volkswagen, you know, emissions scandal, where they were claiming that they, you know, their emissions were less than than they actually were, and then they got caught. So it really is, you know, the individual is very responsible, but ultimately we have to hold these big companies and our legislators and our government, I agree. you know, accountable. accountable. That's the word, accountable. Yes, accountability. All right, it's time to play the green or garbage game. For you, it's play. For me, it's torture. We're throwing Rochelle in the hot seat once again <laughs> to see if she can figure out if our selected item is green or garbage. Since this week is all about clean air and air quality, our item is an air purifier. Well, is an air purifier green or garbage? I would vote green. And you know what? This is an interesting one because it's both. It can be green because you want to clean up the air and breathe clean air. And certainly if you're using green power as we are, because we have our solar. If you buy a green power program, which you can around the country, becomes greener. You're using electricity, though. That's how it can become garbage. You know, using a lot of electricity to do something you should be taking care of in other ways. But does it really use a lot of electricity? No, most of them are pretty energy efficient. The old ones, the one I had in 1971, I had one in 1971 that used a lot of electricity. It had these plates with an, a charge across these plates, like a bug zapper kind of a thing. It kind of ozonated, and and, uh-huh. and I knew it worked because I would have to clean off these plates regularly, and it had this thick, black kind of rubber on it. Ooh. And that's it looked like rubber and smelled like rubber. Do you know why it looked and smelled like it? Because it was Cause rubber. Because it was rubber <laughs> from tires, you know, wow. from constant tires. Wow, I live wow, wow. near Vineland Ventura, fairly sure, close to the sure. 101. Uh-huh. You and live near a freeway, you have to think about that. The, where did all those matter. tires go? Sure. People change their tires after 30,000 miles or yeah. something. Where, do those, where does the rubber go? It goes up into the air. It's churned up as rubber dust. And there's lots of other, you know, rubber So you're saying that if you live near a freeway, then it is a good idea to have an air purifier. You want to have some kind of air purifier, but, you know... It's something that so, we should be dealing with. Here's how it becomes garbage. We should be dealing with air quality in other ways where people don't have to have an air right. purifier in their in their homes. So that's why right. this one is or green an air mask and it's you, garbage. Like in China where everyone's right. wearing, you know, this air one mask. is both. Okay. My green product for this week is eco-friendly air fresheners. So speaking of the air. Eco-friendly air fresheners. Most people don't realize that a lot of air fresheners are toxic chemicals. They think that artificial fragrances and stuff, they don't realize that a lot of things that go under the heading of fragrance, the compounds that are, aren't are na- necessarily natural. 
So a lot of those very distinctive fragrances, certainly by some of the bigger corporations, they're not natural fragrances. They don't exist anywhere except in the laboratory, and they're not good for you. My ego-friendly air freshener, when I blow one, I (laughs) open a door and turn on the fan. No one wants to hear this. It's TMI, baby. TMI. Okay, so I equal- get a little piece of um, incense and okay, light that. That's that, it. That's, that's it. I'm speaking about my green product for this week. But if you're going to get an air freshener, there are many options on the market. Just make sure that the fragrance that you pick is one of a natural source, and it should say it on whatever container it's in. But it's something that we just, you know, a lot of people don't know. Good. Nothing wrong with that. No. Now it's my turn for the green gadget of the week. Okay. I want to tell you about a filter system that uses no electricity, and it's very, very green just by the very nature of it using no electricity, and it involves a clean form of transportation, which is bike riding. It's one of those masks that you wear when you're riding a bike. It is a green gadget, uses no power. If you Sometimes you've got to ride your bike, and you just had a, a fire somewhere near the San Fernando Valley, wherever you live, and you've got to get on your bike and ride. And that happens sometimes. You don't want to be breathing in any of that smoke. So that's my green gadget of the week is one of those. You get them at a bike shop. They're specific to bike riding. They are a bike rider's air filter, an air mask for a bike rider. And they really work very, very well. They keep uh, the particulate matter out. They clean a lot of stuff. They give you a volume of air because when you're riding a bike, you have a lot of volume of air going through. And that's my green gadget of the week. Try one. They really are great. If you'd like to know a little more about the products and gadgets we're sharing, we have all the details in our show notes, which you can find on our website, begleyes.com. And if you know of any green gadgets, we'd love to hear about them. So please let us know. You know what, honey? Harry Dean keeps calling about the crossword. He needs help with a couple of long ones. Can I just call honey, him? Honey, we're gonna, working here. It's going to take one second. No, it's not. Well, it might. Harry Dean. I, sure they I don't have to roll during this. Now, and you're taking... <laughs> Harry, it's Ed Begley. How you doing, buddy? Old, he's old. One second. Let me put you on speaker. I can't quite hear you. Like daisies that raid, R-A-Y-E-D. Correct. Daisies have, there's like rays of the sun coming out. The daisies are raid. It's a word I've never seen used, R-A-Y-E-D, but I imagine it's a word. I don't think they'd make it up, would they? 39 down. 39 down. Wait a second, 39 down. Goes after as a fly. I think that's Swatset. Swatset. Yeah. S-W-A-T-S, Yeah. Oh, yeah, Swatset. I don't know how this is amusing. And uh, Raid, Raid. I'm doing this podcast now. I should probably get back. Yeah, you, yeah, you t- think? You know Rochelle. You know my wife, Rochelle, right? Yes, hi, Harry Dean. Yeah. 48 down. 48 down. Man with a mission. Void. Negate. To n- negate something is to void it. Well, let me know when you're ready to talk. 40 is eggnog. It's a holiday drink. Eggnog. Seasonal drink. Yeah. Eggnog. I'm in the middle of this podcast. I should probably get back. Can I call you back? Call me back later if you need me. There we go. Helping all the, He's 91, for God's sake. Or is he he's 92? 90. He's, he's 90, you're right, 90. he's 90. He looks, turned 90. He looks 102, you ready? I just got a few squares left on the New York Times one. That okay, I had to that's do. enough, Ed, enough that. But I was hoping you could help me with something. Yeah, yeah, that. that's going to happen. Okay, we're going to do a segment we like to call Ask the Begleys. Oh, dear. A few of you have 
You've emailed us with some questions, and we'll do our best to give you some help. First of all, we have Greg from Massachusetts who says, Hi, Ed and Rochelle. I hope you're well. I have a question for you both about air quality and transportation for your podcast. Given the daily commute that many of us have to get to work, even given our commitment to reducing emissions and emphasizing gas mileage, we are stuck with our cars in many parts of the country. Mm -hmm. What is the best approach to take with personal vehicles? I ask because I've been stung recently as part of the Volkswagen scheme to falsify emissions. I'm trying to think more holistically about transportation in an area without public transportation options. Clearly, an electric car with solar panels probably beats all, but without solar panels, what is the best option? Electric car with part nuclear power and part coal as primary energy, emphasizing maximum gas mileage, emphasizing lowest nitrogen oxide emissions, etc. Are there specific models that you would suggest? Many thanks for your continued efforts to draw attention to environmental concerns. Best regards, Greg. Let me answer that. Okay. okay. First of all, you want to get a vehicle with the best mileage you can, but don't entirely rule out electric vehicles as a choice. If you can get an economical electric vehicle where you are, because a lot of electricity is cleaner than burning you know, crude oil and its refined products out of the tailpipe of a car. Let me tell you what I mean by that. There's several reasons for that. Number one, it's easier to clean, clean up one smokestack than it is a million tailpipes. It's just one smokestack, and you can make that cleaner and cleaner every year with different measures, different technology. That's one. Number two, 25% of the gasoline you used in any normal internal combustion car driving around the country, you stopped. You're not going anywhere. You're idling at a signal. You're idling at a stoplight. You know, I mean, a stop sign. You're slowing down in traffic. A lot of waste there. But with an electric vehicle, the second you take your foot off that gas pedal, which is now really a potentiometer, you know, it's controlling the voltage to the controller. So that makes for a lot of efficiency. And you certainly can put solar panels on the roof of your house. Now, I happen to know for a fact you cannot make gasoline on the roof of your house. I also happen to know you can make electricity on the roof of your house because I've been doing it since 1990. And with the solar leases, it's gotten much cheaper for the average Joe or Jane to put solar up on the roof. But you mentioned something here. You said a car with solar panels on the top. A car with solar panels on the top is not ready for prime time in traffic. It's perfectly capable of doing some race on the outback in Australia, you know, with one little guy sweating near to death, you know, with a bicycle helmet on inside this hot thing that looks like a giant belt buckle. Yeah, that's now, not going over. That's, that's not, not gonna, going anywhere. No. You, you can't get around L.A. or anywhere in the country, you know, sensibly with that. You need like the size of a, a bus worth of solar panels to power one little, you know, tiny frame, a bicycle frame with, you know, with some wheels underneath it. So... I think the bottom line is going to be gas mileage then is what you're saying. Gas right? mileage is great. That's one yeah. thing to do, get something with the best gas mileage. And if you can afford a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid, right. they're great. And know that, you know, you also get kind of a free ride with electricity because of the nature of when you're going to charge for the most part. Unless you tell me you work at an all-night pharmacy or 24, you know, uh, a late-night donut shop or something. <laughs> I you're don't going, think he does. <laughs> he probably doesn't. You're going to no. drive during the day and sleep at night. So you're going to charge that car at night. And that's a very efficient time to use electricity because they don't make a lot of new electrons so at night. So you're saying that you're getting a, a hybrid, ride. really? A hybrid's a good idea. A plug-in hybrid specifically. Right. If you can live with a pure electric, that's fine. But a plug-in hybrid because... As right. I said, environmentally, you get a nearly free ride by plugging in at night. It's not like a little Honda so generator. What, so you're saying maybe the, the plug-in Prius or the 
Uh, the Volt, Chevy Volt. The Volt. That's a good one. Those are good cars. Look right. at those cars and know then you have the mobility to get around. If you need to go a long distance, you're not, you don't have range anxiety right. with a pure electric. But you get a plug-in hybrid and you can get around, you know, anywhere you want to on electric. And then a few days a year, you can get around on gasoline. Most of the people I know that got a, I know. They don't uh, even, a Chevy Volt, they just they never put gas. Right. They put in gas right. like once a year. They tell you, you don't want that gas to have diminished octane. You got to use some of it. You know. Right. All right. We also got an email from Dan in Texas, and he says, Hey there, just wanted to, to say how much I enjoy the new podcast. I've been a fan of Ed's since he was a guest star on Star Trek Voyager, a distinction he shares with our guest, Sharon Lawrence. I also love uh, WTF with Mark Marin podcast, and the conversation with Ed was one of the best. Keep up the good work. I love all the tips y'all provide. Love that y'all. He says y'all. What are some ideas for reputable green charities to donate time or money to? Dan from Texas. Okay. Well, Dan from Texas clearly has a thing going on with Ed. He really loves Ed. So I love Dan. Yeah. What a nice guy to say good <laughs> things about that great show, Star Trek Voyager. That's one of my favorite things. I did a two-parter there. It was a very good show. And the WTF, WTF with Mark Maron, that's the single best interview I've ever done in my life. Really? Including David Letterman, we should learn Johnny it. Carson We should study show. it because maybe we, there's some pointers in there for us. He did yeah, a great maybe, interview. I think well you have researched. to be Mark Maron and be very uh, smart and brilliant. But nonetheless, um, okay. Green charities. You yeah. know, there's great national charities. There's the uh, Conservation International. There's the Natural Resources Defense Council. There's... Uh, Trust for Public Land. Uh, there's lots of great groups out there. The World Wildlife Fund. Um, Oceana. Oh, Oceana is a great one. Yeah. Great one. I have a specific place in my heart, a yeah. soft place in my heart for Real that because it used to be American Oceans Campaign, Ted Danson's group, and it's still, you know, Ted is still very much involved with it, and it's now right. called Oceana, and Keith Addis is uh, doing a great job of helping run that. Right, right, right. You know. Oh, Waterkeeper Alliance. Right. That's a wonderful group, a national group, Waterkeeper Alliance. Right. So those are a few of them. Thank you, Dan from Texas. And it is important to uh, give your time, your hard-earned money to a reputable comp uh, organization. And there are, as we said, many of them. Jeff in Dublin also sent an email. He's trying to get Ireland to follow the passive house standard, which is essentially a very green guideline for buildings. It sounds like the movement has some support on the county level. When it comes to the national level, there's a lot of pressure from government officials to shoot down the proposal. So Jeff is wondering what he could do to prevent this from happening. It's what we do every time we've tried to get something changed environmentally and many other uh, important things we try to get changed. You take to the streets, you get people to show up and have a rally. I don't quite understand what he's trying to do. Can you explain what he's asking? Because I don't know what green, that means. Uh, guideline for buildings. It's a passive house standard. It's just a, a bunch of guidelines for what it means to be a passive house. But so house like a Ireland, lead house? It's a, like a lead thing, but that's a U.S. as in United States. Green I building get the Council. difference this between is, Ireland and U.S. Yeah. Okay. So they want to have standards like that there for passive homes and okay. uh, green guidelines for buildings. And I think so that's they don't great, have that there. That's interesting. Apparently not. They should. God, I would imagine Europe there. would have been uh, much more in the whatever you call more progressive in this well, area than ours. Well, they have a ours. very vibrant Green Party in Germany and other parts of Europe. I don't know what but They are of, part of the EU, I think. What time is it? Aren't they still part of the EU? Well, that's the thing. Um, Northern Ireland... Isn't... Uh, 
Yeah. Do they leave Northern Ireland has not. It, now they're, they're out of, because of Brexit, they're out. But then Southern Ireland is, of course, you know, Ireland, <sighs> forget about Southern Ireland, Ireland, right. separate from Northern Ireland, the Ireland that is not occupied by the British. Right. That Ireland is part of the EU, and, but Northern Ireland is not now because of Brexit. So that's going to be a challenge. Well, I'm impressed that he asked us for that, maybe because your last name's Begley and he knows you're Irish. I am. I'm from County Kerry. That's My grandparents came over on boats. I believe it. Thank you, Greg, Dan, Jeff, everybody for sending in those emails. If any of you out there have additional information that can help with their questions, let us know on Facebook or Twitter at BegleyEsque. And remember, you can email us at BegleyEsque at gmail.com. We hope this can be a community where we share ideas with one another and help each other to lead a more sustainable life. God knows we need all the help we can get. Okay, before we go, we want to remind you of the important lessons from today. Number one, read the labels on your products. Be aware of what you're really bringing into your house. And number two, no one or nobody is exempt from air pollution. It's an equal opportunity problem, so we all need to do our part to keep the air quality and our own bodies healthy. Number three, keep companies and the government accountable. Remind them about their responsibility to help our one and only planet Earth. So that wraps up our episode for this week. I hope you got some good tips about saving your dollars and keeping the air clean. And thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to Begley Ask on iTunes for more episodes. Support the show by leaving a rating and a review. We'd love to know what you think. Do a little, do a lot. Just do something today and tell us what you did. Thank you to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. This podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now.